Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, our special guest for the next couple hours, Professor Stephen Cohen, Professor of Russian Studies and History Emeritus at NYU, Professor of Politics Emeritus at Princeton University. He is among the most distinguished scholars of Russian history in the United States. I turn to him quite often for these stories about Russia and the United States. And tonight we're going to be talking about the NATO summit and some other important issues that face all of us. Now, some of you have already sent me emails saying, are you folks going to be pro-Trump, against Trump? It's not about that. It is not about that. It is about what is happening on this planet as it affects the United States and subsequently as it affects you. And, Stephen, we got to get a lot of people to understand that. You said it best. It's not about Trump, first and foremost. It's about all of us. Uh, <clears throat> overshadowing. And you want, I know you want to talk about NATO, and we should, but the media coverage has been to frame the NATO visit, which was, what, yesterday and today, yeah. uh, to frame that as the prelude to the meeting with Trump, I mean with Putin, on Monday. So the two have been linked, and probably rightly so, but it's a kind of ominous coverage, as one of your guests before said, the theme is that Trump will sell out our allies, that means the NATO folks, to Putin on Monday. Uh, that's preposterous, but that is the mainstream media coverage. And I find it hard to deal with. I'll tell you why. If I could tee it up for us and you see what's worth talking about. <clears throat> There's only one advantage of getting older, and that is that you have a memory. <laughs> of history that's relevant that never seems to be considered uh, by the mainstream media. Uh, going to see Putin or having a summit by President Trump is anything but unusual. The first summit in history was Franklin Delano Roosevelt's historic trip to Yalta in 1943 during World War two to meet Stalin. Churchill was there, too. Imagine how hard it was for Roosevelt, who could not walk, to make that trip by plane, I think train, boat, and car yeah. to Yalta. Right. But that was the first. After that, if I'm not mistaken, every American president had at least one summit meeting with the Kremlin leader, Soviet and post-Soviet. And several, Clinton, Eisenhower, a few others, had several such meetings. So what Trump is doing is anything but unusual. It's been done since the dawn of the nuclear age, primarily to be sure that the United States and Russia, the two nuclear superpowers, don't intentionally or accidentally 
go to war. Well, it's why, always been the primary purpose of these. Why do they seem to be, and I'm talking about the media now, seem to be so into the fact that he's meeting with Russian president like it's a sin? I don't get it. I mean, well, I study this carefully, and though I can't fully explain it, I know what it is. And they also, and let me just say this, Stephen, even before the election, it was as if you can't meet with any foreign leaders when you're running for president. I would think that if I were running for president, I'd want to meet as many other country leaders before the election to try to tell them what my platform is, what I plan to do. And if I'm elected, we know each other already. I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, i got to disagree with you a little bit on that. There's been the tradition, maybe it's not a good tradition, maybe what you say would be a better tradition, that when you're running for president, you should not meet with foreign leaders because you're trespassing on the legitimate territory of the sitting president. And you're saying essentially to a foreign leader... If you meet someone at a party and you... No, I don't mean that, but I Well, mean I know, but it's... sit down. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Well, here's what they say. I'm not saying it's right, but we should understand it. It's worth thinking about. You're running for president, and you're a credible candidate. You may be president. Before the election, you meet with a foreign leader. Essentially, you're saying without opening your mouth, pay no attention to the current president because you'll be dealing with me in six, five, right. four, three, right. two months. Isn't that now, what Reagan did? Reagan did not, I don't think. But here's where Trump has been falsely accused. And in fact... Uh, his first national security advisor, General Michael Flynn, I think was bushwhacked into a felony uh, conviction. Once you're elected, you're called president-elect. We agree on that? That you Yes, I agree with that. And it's about, what is it, two months prior to taking office. Yep. During that period, it is considered legitimate to reach out to foreign governments. It's usually called the back door. And in regard to Russia or the Soviet Union, every president, going back at least to Nixon, possibly to Eisenhower, we aren't sure, had a back door to the Kremlin before they, after they were elected, but before they became president. Okay. Trump is being accused, and his sons, and his national security advisor, of doing something illegal by seeking a back door to Putin. But it was normal. I mean, Kissinger did it for Nixon and actually used a Russian spy and used the Soviet communications network because he didn't trust the American one. So it is well-established practice, and and Trump has got a completely bum rap on this one. But, I mean, is it illegal to meet with a foreign leader before you're elected? It's not illegal, but, you know... Certain things are legal but aren't done, George. You would agree with that. There's yeah. common law practice. And I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, if you're running for president, George, and it, even lo- it looks like you're going to win, you can wait until your electoral victory to open your diplomatic lines of contact with foreign states. You still have two months before you take office. It's just the, it's the messages it science. It's as though don't pay any attention to who's currently in the White House even though they may have important foreign policy business to do during the remaining six months. Pay attention to me. That would be a confusing message to send. It's a minor point, and nobody would have paid any attention except for this crazy Russiagate, because one of the charges against the Trump campaign is that it had backdoors to Russia, and it did, but after Trump's election. 
You remember ABC misreported this story. Right. It caught and them, they too. And they fired the correspondent. They, that, that's, that's how right. big a deal this was. Exactly. So this is not a light matter. It's something that has gotten lost in this Russiagate narrative, which is so full of fictions that every day we have to kind of tap ourselves on the head. Has, has, what are they talking about? Has that tainted the upcoming meeting between President Trump and Vladimir Putin now? It has, and that's actually the message I want to deliver to you and your listeners tonight, and I'll do it very briefly. In my judgment, the relationship between the United States and Russia today is more dangerous than it's ever been, oh. at least since the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis, and maybe more dangerous than that, because these new Cold War fronts, where we're eyeball-to-eyeball militarily with Russia, are fought with war. That would be the Baltic region, where NATO is building up. That would be Ukraine, and that would be Syria. So it is exceedingly dangerous. It's imperative, not necessary or good or wise, but imperative, that Trump and Putin sit down and try to walk back some of these confrontations. But now comes your point, and this is unprecedented. Even though every American president has had a meeting with a Kremlin leader, none has departed with the charge that he's somehow compromised by or an agent of the Kremlin when he leaves. So no, none has ever been said to be potentially a traitor to American interests or to our allies. So this is new. This is the burden Trump carries, and this is the burden he will have to deal with uh, when he tries to agree with Putin to walk back this new Cold War. It's it, unprecedented, it, it is. dramatic, and it could be tragic. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.